two more days of competition at the World Athletic Championships in Budapest, and we have five more OMG moments that you don't want to miss. From Josh Kerr shocking the entire stadium, passing up Jacob Ingerbrickston, hyping up the crowd, to Noah Lyle cementing himself into history, and then really everything on the field. There's just so much love and sportsmanship, like it makes you fuzzy inside. So let's just get right into it. I'm Joshua Potts, Mr. Potsable, and you're listening to The Running Report on the Two Black Runners podcast, giving you our five OMG moments. And before we get into everything, I got to talk about the women's 800 real quick, bro, because we have the rounds today, uh, today on this is day. Wait, hold on. What day is this? Oh, my bad. My bad. Yo, I don't even know what day it is right now. You feel me? Like It's just been so many days on day seven. We have the women's 800 meter semifinals. And I just have a few thoughts before we get into our OMG moments. All right. First, I want to start off here that I'm really interested in today. You guys already know if you've been listening to Black Runners podcast or the Runner Report. I really like the 800. 800, I'm a big fan. I ran the 800 in, in high school and college and club and everything with the Junior Olympics, all nationals, all this type of stuff. Loved 800 meters, you feel me? But it's really interesting going to this year, especially since like this is a thing Mo's third 800 of the season. She ran her fastest race and like she had a huge stumble. I was definitely more like auto watching this race, like lean back and kind of just like, okay, she tripped, but she's going to get back into it. You feel me? I was kind of just concerned like, oh, maybe she just got spiked really bad and was about to step off the track. But once she started running again, I'm all like, I think Mo's good. You feel me? Like <laughs> she's still going to make this team. Like auto was saying like she has a, she can run. 48 split she has a 49 pr but my thing is like she just ran 403 you know what i mean she ran 403 for 1500 so really that kind of trip is not a big thing but it's also interesting too to see how everybody else performed in these races and through these rounds especially uh nia akins nia akins but first let me go raven and jim and ricky they ran very good very tactical races it's interesting to see raven lead i feel like that race ended up being slow because i bet people were um betting on the toya ghoul to run really fast that race she kind of stayed back and conservative and that led to her missing uh missing the final which is super surprising uh her from jamaica has been a staple for sure in like each final for at least since like 2017 you know what i mean so it's crazy to see her not in the final uh, best wishes to her going forward but i want to say where you want to point out is nia akins i think nia akins looks really good she was in the heat with keely hodgson in that first heat and nia like she looks good bro like when i saw her at usa as we interviewed her i can just tell like bro she's in shape right now like she's in shape shape and the fact that she's on the same wave as like josh kerr right now she was she told us at world at usa's that she's locked in on u.s championship uh, on championships that's what she wants to do this year she decided like i want to win championships and her training reflects that she only raced once before usa championships for the outdoor season only raced once and then so she's only raced six times this year and five of those times were at championships and each time like she's been racing the round, she's been getting faster and faster and faster. Now she finally PR'd with this 158. Now this 158 is a PR. So like it's a, it's not surprising that this is the most I've seen Nia struggle in the past like two months. You feel me? Like she was really struggling and really 
fighting for that mark because like it was brand new territory but it's just really gonna be interesting to see how she races with everybody in her heat now because now she's gonna have mary mora and there too and you know she's she's a dog like we barely didn't get the chance to talk to her talk about her they didn't talk about her in the broadcast just because she was leading the entire time and the thing was in the race and the thing had that stumble but mary mora is still a very big contender you got raven rogers she's gonna deal with she's gonna have to deal with jimmy Riki. she's gonna have to deal with uh nakai as well and then even my girl adele tracy congrats to her getting a pr sending another jamaican not a jamaican national record yeah not a jamaican national record but sending a pr in, in that event in 800 running that 158 so big ups to her as well but it's just really exciting to see what's gonna happen in this 800 i still think a thing is by far the favorite like she's gonna win it but the fact how smooth Nia looks, I think Nia can get on the podium. I really think she can be on get on the podium. I don't know if she can beat Keeley or if she can beat the thing. I'm not, I ain't going bet against that for sure. But um, it's gonna be hard to beat Mary Moore too. But Nia is running super good and intentional. And the fact that Josh Kerr beat Jacob Ingerbrigsten, it makes me feel like it makes me feel like it's a possibility because Josh Kerr also he's only raced five times this year three of those times were at worlds the other two times were outside of worlds and you just qualify for it so like danny mackey really put the brooks bees especially josh and neil on this trajectory to run fast at worlds that's where it matters most have like the tactics right and everything get ready for championship racing and they have approached that greatly and that goes to number five man that was a long intro that intro wasn't supposed to be that wrong but you guys you could tell i'm really interested in nia akins on sunday what we're gonna see from her in that 800 and all the u.s women like i'm surprised that we got three u.s women into the final and it happened this easily like and they all automatically qualified like that's good that's that's really good for this team like for sure for sure but number five number five omg moment for me josh kerr shocking the 1500 meter field shocking everybody like, honestly but like it's just not a shock anymore you feel me like i think definitely going in i was definitely like oh jacob's gonna win jacob's gonna win you know what i mean like this dude broke the two mile world record this year um yeah broke the two mile world record uh number three all time in the 1500 meter but it just seems that when somebody, especially when somebody from Great Britain, but when somebody puts that pressure on Jacob, that last hundred meters, he has issues. And like, you can go all the way back to 2019, 2019, 2019 World Indoor Championships, or is it 2021? But when he raced Samuel Tafera indoors, and it's that was like the first time like Jacob was like, okay, he's gonna win this race. He's gonna win this indoor 1500 meters. He was running super good. Samuel Tafera battles with them the entire way, that 1500 meters, and he loses. This past year, racing Jake Whiteman, you feel me? Jake Whiteman gets on his edge, beats him, like has that pressure on him. Josh Curry gets on him beats him like it's it's crazy it's crazy when he gets that pressure and he applies it to him he beats him so super happy for josh kerr for like figuring that out and loki maybe possibly exposing this dude you feel me if he can't run away from y'all in the beginning like it's a telltale sign that he is beatable especially in that race and also this was just a great race overall and really fast race too having cole hawker get his pr from the seventh place position as a 330 i think is super should be super uplifting for cole cole seemed happy about the race too but like the fact that this man was hurt and battling a lot of injuries and i bet there's just uncertainties like in his camp too as well because now yeah his coach gonna move all the way across the country bro uh 
move across the country to go coach at Virginia Tech and Ben Thomas, you know, and like still being able to come out here and run 330. It's really impressive from Cole Hawker, Yard Nagu is placing fifth in his first ever uh, world championship experience. I think we forget that in a way. So like a lot of good performances for the US, but especially Josh Kerr, a complete shock. Like I thought this was Jacobs to win. He was going to get his revenge. You feel me? Easy peasy. But nah, Josh Kerr said put a stop to that. And the question I think people are asking now is like, who's the favorite for the Olympics? And I think it's it's open. It's open. Like I think that's what this really showed from us. This showed for us that like in the men's 1500, there is no clear cut favorite. There just isn't. It's not the women's 15. Faith Kipyagon, Faith, Faith Kipyagon is the goat. She's the greatest. Like I don't care. Uh, El Garouge, you feel me? Like who you know what i mean like that's painted kip yegon like she does that yegum ingebrigsten isn't there yet we gotta remember too the man's 22 23 years old still super young you know what i mean so there's it, still a long way for Jacob to still get to that point if he does end up being the greatest of all time but he, he ain't faith he ain't he ain't no garouge not yet you know what i mean like he still needs to get that pedigree under him to be able to run these races well and especially these championship races well in these finals you know what i mean so uh, it's interesting to see there is no favor going into the olympics you can't call josh kerr the favorite that's definitely fair josh kerr has proven himself and and i ain't gonna be mad at you if you say josh kerr is gonna win but in my opinion it's an open race anybody can win cole hawker can win that bruh like to be honest he they ran he ran 330 he's close he just gotta get a little bit faster you feel me running 329 and he there yard can win it next year this is his first world championship when he finished seventh place in a competitive race and was competitive you feel me oh finished fifth place my bad fifth place my bad get you wrong yard real quick <laughs> let's go into the next one number four number four omg moment so far another omg moment we got for you is the sportsmanship on the field side you feel me i feel like we get this a lot and we always see the sportsmanship in the love of the community that we always see but really this this past two days have really shown it a lot katie moon and nina kennedy first off sharing a gold medal in the pole vault really just the smart decision you know especially in the pole vault katie moon was about to tie her height if she would have jumped over i believe it. if she would have jumped over that height that would have been tying that would have been tying her 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 her, her furthest height you feel me your highest height that she ever got that she that she tied all the way back in the olympics so like doing that after a long competition being really tired like that that is da dangerous you feel me they were going for four point uh 4.95 meters and that they both tied at 4.90 and that's the world lead too so i think it is fair do i want to see more ties no but it, you know sportsmanship love is a good moment it gets viral i'm cool with it but like do i want to see more ties not really but it's a loving moment, but then especially in the hammer throw, a really loving moment to see uh, this North American sweep. We had Cameron Rogers winning of Canada, uh, Jenny Casnavoid of U.S. winning. It was of Native American descent, who's really NBC played a really big package around there. Just a really great story. Then Deanna Price getting that third place, and you could see like Deanna, like she was hyped for every single person. Jenny Casnavoid uh, when she when she did her last throw, Deanna like picked her up. When Cameron Rogers did her last throw, she picked her up. So to see that community around there, everyone crying and bawling and just proud to be like done and finished to see their work really accomplished it's, it's wonderful to see and especially to see it in a way that of in north america and it's cool to see too how the u.s has really dominated this event and the u.s women have stepped up a lot in this event since 2019 before 2019 no u.s woman has ever medaled never medaled in the hammer throw at a world championships 
after at 2019 World Championships, Deanna Price wins gold. She wins gold in the World Championships in the hammer throw in 2019. After that, the Olympics, US gets a bronze. 2022, we get a gold and a silver, a silver at the World Championships. Now we're walking away with another silver and the bronze. The seed had dominance in that empowerment that Deanna put into everybody. Deanna Price put into everybody in 2019 is amazing to see. And I feel like it's trickling down. It trickled down, honestly, into uh, the discus and what we what we talked about last a couple days ago with Loggy, you feel me, and Valerie Allman. And it trickled down, I think it's gonna trickle down even more to the shot put. We already seen what Chase Ely did last year. Just wait, we see Chase Ely, and Maggie Ewan step on that, getting that shot put rank two for a woman. I think they're gonna do something big. I was even talking about that at USA's. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if our shot put women can get two medals as well on the U.S. side. Watch out for Chase Ely. Watch out for Maggie Ewan. She's having a career year, so like, like she's dropping, she's throwing super well. So uh, watch out for that. And I wouldn't be surprised if this, this is, it's a trickle down effect, and it's definitely working for sure. And especially yesterday, day six was a trickle down effect indeed for the jamaican team jamaica got bronze and silver in the men's long jump then they won the men's 400 meter for the first time and i think in about 60 years since the first world championships then the end of night jamaica jamaica had one more upset in the women's 100 meter hurdles where danielle williams won the 100 meter hurdles for the first time in eight years last time she did that was in 2015 she comes back this year and wins it it's just an amazing race it's just an omg moment i didn't say number three omg moment for sure because like it just shows that it solidifies the craziness of the women's 100 meter hurdles absolute bonkers we had kenny harrison the world leader and former world record holder we had toby amusan the world record holder we had Jasmine Camacho Quinn, our, the Olympic champion. She's undefeated this year. And then we even had Neha Lee, who was like resurrecting herself, having uh, the season of her life, US champion, a former world champion. You feel me? Has been around there and back all the way. You know what I mean? And like Daniel Williams out of nowhere wins the race. The woman's 100 meter hurdles is insane. You feel me? And we could have had more individuals in this race Masai Russell I should have been in this race but she had that fall you feel me and, and, and I want to be a big ups to Masai because she had an amazing season and I, I wish you could have been in this race to really like put her teeth into it but it just shows like how how uncertain this event is and it's amazing to see how we were just talking about two days ago how Grant Holloway won three world championships in a row you know what I mean that just shows you how like that is extremely difficult because on the women's side, it's a new person every year winning that global title. And you could tell, too, just from Kenny's post-race, like, she is not content. <laughs> She's happy with the medal, but it's also cool to see that, like, she definitely just seems happier too like she seems like she's in a better place she seems like she has that new team feel you know like she's just happy you know so that's that's really cool to see as well but Danielle Williams getting that win in the 100 meter hurdles was definitely surprising did not expect it but really that's what you love about the women's 100 meter hurdles that's what you love about track and field right there number two our last two and I think you guys know what we're going to talk about number two Noah Lyle cementing his himself into history 
becoming the first guy since Bolt in 2015 at Worlds to complete the double of the 100 meter and the 200 meter and now going to be seeking the triple uh tomorrow or you guys may be listening to this for today here on day eight and the four by one trying to complete that triple but Miles cemented himself in history. He completed the double, the 100 and the 200. That doesn't happen often. It really doesn't. When you look back in history, it doesn't happen often. The last person to do it, Bolt, and the World Championships was Bolt at the World Championships. He did it in 2016 at the Olympics. It's the last time since a guy just did that. Last time a man did that was in 2016. But we're in 2023. It doesn't happen a lot. Very few do it. Greats do it. And Noah Lyles is part of that history like put that into perspective you know what i mean he's part of that history he had really he's hall of fame you know he's already hall of fame you know what i mean but like he's cementing himself as one of the greatest sprinters of all time he's just he needs that world record now and it's, it's crazy that he did this because i doubted him to be, <laughs> to be honest with you like it's, but that sounds in a bad way that sounds in a bad way that i didn't believe in noah i believed in noah especially when it came to the 200 but i'm just all like you're gonna double in the hundred this year like okay like definitely have those goals you feel me have those goals like motivate yourself but like noah come on you really think you're gonna win the hundred and he did and like it was there was no doubt that he wasn't gonna win the 200 like he's noah lyle he's number three fastest of all time like how could he lose now arian knight in leslie tobago and everyone else in the field tried to give him a fight for his money kenneth but Derek had a, a great start coming off the turn but it, it, he's undeniable when it comes to the 200 at this point. Like, no one's beating him. You know what I mean? No one's going to beat Noah Lyles when it comes to the 200. So hats off to Noah, man. I didn't think you were going to double this year. I didn't think you were going to win that double. But hey, he did it. He cemented himself. I ain't going to doubt him. Is he the favorite going to the Olympics in the 100 and the 200? 200 for sure. 100, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You know what I mean? We'll see if you like... But he definitely proved to me this year, and I think to everyone else, that like he is a threat in the hundred, no matter how he looks in the season, no matter what. Like when Noah Lyle steps to the line in the hundred meter or the two hundred, but especially if we're talking about a hundred, his off event, he is a serious threat. When he steps in, when he start, when he does a sixty this this next uh, winter, you feel what I mean? He's a threat. There's no doubt in that anymore you know what i mean like he's no allows he can do that he's one of the greatest of all time he cemented that so there's no denying no allows anymore like accept it let's see what he can do but there's no denying him you can't take him out of the conversation anymore no longer next up last omg moment one more omg moment before i get out of here sharika jackson becomes one of the best jamaican short sprinters of all time runs a 21-4-1 to win the 200 meter at worlds the world record is 21-3-4 she's getting closer and closer the fastest 200 meter of all time but the reason this is really omg not because of the time not because of that 200 it's it's because Sharika jackson jackson is the great is the best jamaican short sprinter right now in that country on the women's side that's why it's an omg moment to me because back in the olympics when sharika first started running the 100 and the 200 and when the when the jamaicans had that sweep in the 100 sharika jackson took the bronze medal if you would have told me two years down the line that like sharika is going to be placing silver in the hundred you feel me 
and she's going to be dominating the 200 even more than ever but like more importantly be placing second in the in the two in the 100 and like almost winning it being a favorite to win the 100 she could have completed the double this weekend she really could have but Shakari just ran a little bit of a better race but like i think Sharika's capable of running low 10-6 she's shown it she can she's ran 10-6-5 or 10-6-8 something like that but uh you know what I mean? Like the fact that she is the fastest now. We got we can't forget that in 2015 at the World Championship she placed third in the 400. In 2019 she placed third in the 400. She's ran 49 before. You know what I mean? She she was a 400 runner. Now she's the fastest short sprinter in Jamaica. That is a OMG moment. I would have never guessed that. You know what I mean? And I think at some point she wasn't thinking about that either. So hats off to Sharika. Big ups, big ups to Sharika. Because she really did her thing. Jacko, you feel me? Jacko. Congrats to Sharika. And like the way that she's able to stay calm before races, locked in, and really get the job done. You know, also got to say hats off to Sha'Carri Richardson. Getting third place of bronze. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. That's one thing, too. I would have never thought that. I didn't think Sha'Carri. I felt like Sha'Carri was always going to be that 100 runner. But she also proved to everyone else that like she's a serious threat anytime she steps in line. You know, so what's going to be really exciting, especially tomorrow or today, depending when you're listening to this, that four by one U.S. versus Jamaica on the women's side. Who's going to take it this year with Sharika back on the team? We've already seen, basically seen Jamaica's team. I think U.S. team's going to be totally switched up. Chikari coming into that. You got uh, Gabby coming into that. It's gonna be interesting to see how everything shakes up, but we just need some clean, some clean handoffs, and we be, and we Gucci. But hey, it's gonna be super exciting. Glad for y'all to join me on this edition of the Running Report Show. I hope you are liking this. We're gonna continue with it. Uh, we'll be back Saturday, and we'll be back Sunday, guaranteed. I know I guaranteed Thursday last time, but and I lied. <laughs> but we will be back Saturday and Sunday. I think I'm gonna try and convince Super Hot Pots, convince Aaron to come on here with me uh, for one of those days. But we'll be back Saturday and Sunday to recap the last two days of the World Championships. If we're not back Sunday, we'll be back again on Tuesday. You feel me? Uh, you'll see. All right, deuces, y'all.